This is ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Americans eat one out of every three meals away from home. This has made the restaurant industry in the United States a half-trillion-dollar industry. As eating out has become a significant factor in nutrition, and therefore health, the decisions made by those determining which foods are offered at restaurants and how they will be prepared has become the business of healthcare professionals. We will take a look at factors involved in offering healthy selections on restaurant menus and discuss the challenge of helping Americans to make eating out less of a risk to their health during this Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and joining me from Atlanta, Georgia, is my guest, Dr. Karen Glantz. Dr. Glantz is director of the Emory Prevention Research Center, professor of behavioral sciences and health education at the Rollins School of Public Health, and Georgia Cancer Coalition Distinguished Research Scholar. She has contributed to more than 250 journal articles and book chapters. Welcome, Dr. Glantz. Thank you. Dr. Glantz, just last week, the American Journal of Preventive Medicine published your latest research on nutrition. You and your colleagues decided to look at how major restaurant chains plan their menu. What prompted you to talk to restaurant executives and determine their motivations as they decide menu selections? Um, I won't take credit for initiating the idea myself. It, it actually came out of a group at the Produce for Better Health Foundation, um, and they were originally interested because they wanted to see if there were ways to get restaurant chains to use more produce, more fruits and vegetables. However, at the same time, my, part of my interest came from the fact that we really don't have direct information from the people behind these choices. We have a lot of consumer information, and we have a certain amount of spin that we hear from restaurants, communications representatives, or their maybe their one nutritionist that they have saying that restaurants, like some of the chains whose names I won't use, you know, really uh, care about the health of their customers and that it's possible to eat a healthy meal there, et cetera. What kind of emphasized the importance of this, although it, it came out after the study had been um, conducted, was a report called by the Keystone Forum that is a group that brings together people from all different sectors. So it brought together people from the industry, from the health perspective, economic perspective, and so on. And they did a, a, an extensive report on um, eating out in America. And one of the things that they wanted to do was to bring the restaurant perspective into the mix. And so the members of this panel went and tried to gather informal information from people they knew who worked in the restaurant industry. And basically they found that they couldn't get to anyone who was above a certain level, so they weren't really um, able to get this kind of information. And how were you able to get to the top? The way we were able to get to the top was because the, um, the company that was conducting the interviews was an industry company. It was a company called Technomic. Um, and they had worked with the Produce for Better Health Foundation and the fruit and vegetable growers organizations before. And they actually had a history and had the trust and had the ability to contact um, people at the highest level. Right. Tell us a little bit about the subjects in your study and, and what they told you is important to them when considering menu items. Um, well, the people that were interviewed were senior marketing and menu development executives at some of the largest restaurant chains in the United States. Um, they were selected from what they call the full-service and limited-service chains. Limited service is what we often think of as fast food chains. And they were also selected across three different categories of sales volume. 
with the smallest ones being annual earnings of under $200 million and the largest being earnings of over $1 billion per year. So we tried to cut across the sales volume, cut across the so-called full-service or sit-down and the, and the fast food chains. Basically, we selected 54 chains to be included. They were included based on their leadership position in the industry, um, their growth history and trends, having a variety of menu categories, so it wouldn't make sense to interview people who have a very limited menu, uh, and their history of, of cooperating with interviews, although that turned out not to be too much of a factor. So those were the the reasons for the selection of these particular chains to be represented. And actually, the chains that were represented in the study um, represented over 25% of the sales from restaurant chains across the country. So it's not really representative, but it is a pretty strong cross-section. Right. And, and what did they tell you was important to them? Profits and sales were the most important thing in making menu selections and meeting customer demand, which went right alongside with sales and profits, was what was most important to them. If you have just joined us, you're listening to Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and my guest is Dr. Karen Glantz, director of the Emory Prevention Research Center and author of hundreds of published journal articles on public health. Dr. Glantz, if the demand from customers was great enough and people demonstrated a willingness to pay for healthier foods, the restaurant industry would oblige. Why don't people demand healthier foods? There still is a mindset among a lot of consumers that when they eat out, they don't want to be focusing on how healthy the foods are. That's one factor that contributes to that. People, I think we're still thinking of the old days when eating out was something of a treat and something that that we did infrequently. Um, That's one thing. Um, The second thing is I think that customers really do not recognize and don't have the information to know what is or is not a healthier choice at a restaurant because in many cases there's no information to them available about what's in the food. And we've had in particular this portion size creep that has led to something like a salad, for instance, possibly no longer being really a healthy choice because of all the things that are added to it and how big it may be. You know, there's a a lot of difficulty for consumers to actually know what it is they should be asking for, as well as just this kind of attitude that eating out um, might not be the time to be worrying about what's healthy. Yeah. And it's not just the consumers who might be a little confused about it. Your findings about what chain restaurant executives think is healthier was interesting. Can you talk about how they define healthy? They mentioned that that they, they generally thought about foods that were lower in calories and lower in fat as being considered healthier foods. Um, and then the next thing behind that was fruits and vegetables. So those were the things that they thought about. But there also were some who talked about things like low-carbohydrate foods, low-sodium foods. Um, but generally, they thought about low-fat and low-calorie foods. But nobody mentioned portion size, actually, <laughs> which is kind of interesting because that's probably the biggest calorie and fat inflation factor as as simply as the large portions that are served. Yes. The executives seem to feel that being open about whether menu choices were healthy or sharing nutritional information was a real turnoff to customers. What have been some of the results of fast food companies giving out that information or describing foods as healthy? Several of them commented on some chains who had put out the nutrition information about their foods and had seen a backlash 
of customers' sales dropping. It's really interesting because some of those chains, they did they put out that information, of course, without changing the foods, and it alerted people to the fact that their foods were so high in calories and so high in fat that they were pretty much astounded by it. In general, uh, the restaurant executives think that describing things as healthier is a turnoff to customers, that things, words like fresh and um, tasty and other kinds of words that, that kind of get around the issue but don't focus on healthy are less likely to backfire. One of my favorite quotes that actually appeared in the article is that one of the executives said offering healthier menu items is like putting lipstick on a pig. People may go where healthier foods are advertised, but they usually wind up eating the same old things. Right. And and along with those foods, fresh and foods that sound healthy, sometimes it's implied that actual foods are healthy, for example, salads or fish dishes, but they're actually loaded with fat and calories. Yeah, it really all depends on how they're prepared what the portion size is, what the sides are. Foods like, for instance, a platter with grilled fish on it may seem to be healthy based on kind of general guidelines, but when it's topped with butter and twice the size of what the average adult should be eating for a main dish, then it's no longer something we would call healthy. I don't think that your findings, as you mentioned, I don't think they'll be shocking to anyone. But is there anything to be done about it? Healthcare professionals are concerned because it is contributing to our incredible obesity epidemic. But what is the role of health professionals in addressing these behaviors? I think there are a couple of different roles of health professionals. And I think the first thing I would say is that we see this as a wake-up call. We don't see it as necessarily something people couldn't have figured out because, after all, restaurants are a business. But there's so much talk about health and and promoting health that people may forget that that restaurants aren't really moving too quickly in that direction on their own. Um, What can health professionals do? There are a number of things they can do. First of all, they're in something of a position to help stimulate the consumer demand, but they're also in a position to, I think, work from both sides. Information actually can make a huge amount of difference in what restaurants serve. If they were required to put out nutrition information about the foods that they're serving, it would be more likely to stimulate customers to say, wait, I want a choice that's not as large, not as calorie-laden, not as high in fat. Health professionals you know, have some of the ability to argue for that, to lobby for it. Some of that is, is starting to come out and the biggest argument um, against nutrition information at restaurants has come from the, the idea of the fine dining restaurant where each dish is prepared to order and foods aren't standardized. But actually, our country is dominated now by chain restaurants. So that even if just the chain restaurants offered this information, that would make an enormous difference. That would essentially be the dominant mode if they were to offer that information. And Some municipalities have begun to come forward with this type of legislation, and it's had some kind of perverse consequences. One of the recent things that was in the New York Times was that the city of New York required nutrition information in restaurants that have standardized food menus and that have nutritional analysis available. That applied to most of the so-called fast food chains, most of which have websites that include nutrition information already. But, of course, you don't see a website when you walk into the restaurant. What happened in preparing for this law to go into effect 
is that several chains took down their websites. And so they were no longer required to comply with the law. So they got around it, and obviously the law wasn't written in um, in a way that, that had a lot of teeth in it. Well, it sounds like your your best advice for healthcare professionals is to try to promote information. When people, when Americans are eating one out of three meals away from home, they need to know what it is that they're eating so that they can make their best choice. Yeah, I think that's really the bottom line and, and the thing that will um, begin to make the biggest dent in the way that things are now. Great. Well, thank you for discussing this with us today, Dr. Glantz. And thank you for listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and my guest has been Dr. Karen Glantz of Emory University. Thank you, Dr. Glantz. Thank you. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.